What's up, man? I just want to say how very glad I am that you are tuning in today for the Mankind Podcast with me, Justin J. Girdler. My hope is that this is a place uh, where men can learn and develop tools in emotional intelligence and empathy and kindness as we hear stories about the differences we can make every single day. If you've been listening for a while, you probably heard me talk about emotional ROIs a few weeks ago. And again, that's kind of a pretty poorly determined, pretty poorly, can't say it, pretty poorly defined term. But we talked about it in terms of investing, like you would with finances, how you would have an account and you would pour into that. But the currency in this case is kindness. You're pouring kindness into a relationship around us. Well, today I want to kind of talk about how we do that. We talked about the terms last time, but I really want to dive into how do we do that, especially with people we may be in conflict with. If you live in the world, you probably have people around you who are very different than you. We are running into more and more people who are different than us, and we can either fixate on those differences or we can learn about one another. And one of the best tools for that is kindness. So I want to give you some very key things for how to invest in your relationships on this episode of the Mankind Podcast. Have you ever had a buddy, a coworker, or a romantic relationship that just made you feel good? I mean, typically those are the people we want to spend time with. And it's easy to be kind to them. It's so easy because we're getting something out of it. But not all relationships are that easy. In life, there are also casual relationships and relationships we just have by being in proximity to someone, like the guy or gal in the cubicle next to you or the neighbor across the street. We don't pick them, but we have a connection to them regardless. And that's all great. But how do we be kind to people? Because some of these relationships are more difficult to engage with because it isn't immediately something we're getting out of it. But they are important relationships too. But the question becomes, how do we develop them? Last week, we talked about investing, this idea of investing in important relationships. But it's not like you can just call up a broker or a relationship advisor and tell them, hey, I'm going to double my investment in my neighbor, Greg. So how do we invest in others? We can start investing in others by using a tool, a tool that I'm calling the four Ps. And it's just a, a simple framework, not too, not too hard to grasp, that allows us to build stronger connections with others. Regardless of our common interests or backgrounds or beliefs, it allows them, it allows others to know that we care about their experiences, their opinions, and their emotions, all without advocating our rights to our own opinions and experiences and emotions. So this is how you invest with kindness. The first P is pause. When we have a decision to make or a situation to disarm or just a comment to give, it's a good idea to just pause for five seconds. Now, it may feel like forever, but count it in your head. And trust me, what you have to say will only improve by giving yourself this moment. The second P in investing 
with kindness is ponder. And here's what I want you to consider. What is the other person's perspective? Now, I get that we all have split-second decisions to make at times, and these don't necessarily allow the luxury to pause and ponder, but I promise you, like I already said, one of the perks of kindness is building your character, and this is the intuition to making good choices. And when you can do that, you can rest assured that your gut instinct is going to help you in those tight situations. Third, third P, is probe. And what I mean is get curious, ask questions, elicit feedback, and hear all the possibilities outside of your own perspective. In Ponder, you've asked yourself what others might think, but now you're going directly to those sources and you're being direct, asking them why they think what they think. And now for the number four P, I want you to proceed because no good ever comes from doing nothing. You are going to have to take a step. You are going to have to proceed. And look, some of us are more action-oriented. You want to proceed to be your first step. I'm going to proceed. I'm going to take some action, and then I'm going to see how the reactions come in. But some of us, and to be honest, this is like me, we can pause and ponder and probe forever wanting all the facts before we ever take a step. But in proceed, we're going to take thoughtful action, moving forward with the information we've gathered. Now, I said four Ps, but there's one last step, because I'm going to throw in an R on the tail end of this four P system, and that is repeat. I believe one of the biggest mistakes we make in business, at home, in life, is believing that one try should be enough. And the truth is that in complex situations, we should always re-examine, pivot, iterate, and move again. So after you proceed, be ready, because you're likely going to need to pause again. And this doesn't mean shut down operations until you know what to do. No business can function like that, and neither can we. One of the most popular systems of project management or getting things done, uh, one that's been used all over the world is called Scrum, and everything they do is an iterative process, plan the work, do the work, evaluate what to change next, and repeat. And that's the system. But I want to give you a bit of a warning. Uh, anything that we do for the first time is going to be cumbersome. So don't expect that the first time you pause and ponder and probe and proceed, that you're immediately going to see a return on your investment. And we've been talking about this idea of investing with kindness and just like in financial investing, you wouldn't expect to see a return on a long-term investment. So don't expect to see that of our long-term relationships. As you work these four Ps, you're going to increase your emotional intelligence. You're going to catalyze character and you're going to build your own bravery like we covered in episode six. And just like we said in episode six on emotional ROIs, you're going to see an increase as you work these four Ps. You're going to see an increase in your emotional intelligence. You're going to catalyze your character, and you're going to build bravery. But, but, there comes with a big but. There are times where you're going to see that some relationships aren't responding in a way that I would say is appropriate. They may not be considered a wise investment yet. An example might be a coworker or business partner that takes advantage of you when you're willing to go above and beyond over and over for them. Or another example might be a child who has one of your kids who has a pattern of breaking your trust over and over again. Or maybe it's a neighbor 
who literally won't take care of their side of the street. Hey, these are all relationships that might be a bad investment. They may not be worth your emotional ROI. So the first thing I want you to do is to never speak to these people again, ever, period. I'm kidding. I'm totally, I'm totally kidding. I'm messing. Uh, but no, for sure, these are bad investments now. But when handled appropriately, they can actually change into the healthiest and most vibrant relationships if we allow them to. Not always. But hey, let's not disavow your child quite yet. Let's talk about some appropriate actions you can take. And we'll be covering these in, uh, in more ways in moving through these kind of relationships in the right direction in future episodes. But here are three quick things you can do. First, be curious. This is an extension of that third P, probe. And when I'm in the middle of a crucial conversation, when tensions are high or emotionals are tense, you'll probably hear me say three or four times in that same conversation, I'm curious what you think of X. And what you're doing in that moment is asking for them to speak their truth. And I'm putting, you know, quotes, you know, their truth. I use a lot of air quotes. And think about it. Most people aren't thinking, oh gosh, today I'm just going to wake up and be a total jerk to them. No, no. Usually if, if that is the case, it's because they perceive that you were a jerk first. Just saying, maybe that coworker was fed up with you well before you got pissed off at them. The second thing, I want you to be open. Hey, if you were a dick, be open to that fact. Maybe you were, maybe, maybe you were wrong. You know, as the parent whose trust has been broken by your child, you might not realize that something you missed because you were so busy trying to fix your kid that you didn't realize your actions were pushing them in the very direction you were wanting them to avoid. Here's the third thing. I want you to ask for permission. That's right. Ask for permission before you share. I love what our guest uh, Tom Turco said last week, uh, that feedback is inquired about, is asked for, and then accepted. So whether you're offering your own perspective or you're echoing what you heard from them, asking permission is a great way to build trust. Showing your willingness to seed your response. You're showing you're willing to trust them in the moment with whatever comes next. Founder and president of Pixar, Ed Catmull, outlines this incredible principle in his book, Creativity, Inc., as he was reliving a time in Pixar's history when the company had a difficult working culture, he pointed to the difference between honesty and candor. Sometimes people can use honesty as like a, a weapon. We've all heard that person say like, hey, can I just be honest with you for a minute? How, how do you respond to requests like that? Uh, no, I'd rather you lie. I mean, anything that follows that question usually sucks. Can I be honest with you? Sure. You really suck. Here's why you suck. Here's why this sucks. Almost always, can I be honest, is a statement that preambles criticism and pessimism. But Et Catmull lays out this great principle here uh, that by asking for permission to be candid, can I be candid with you, we're not placing a value on the feedback we have. It's not like honesty versus dishonesty, but rather we're giving others permission to evaluate the situation. What's their emotional state? What's our emotional state? Maybe we're not aware that we're coming off really aggressive, but in a place, uh, it gives us permission 
to be in a place where we can handle another piece of input. I've yet to have anybody, when I've asked this question, tell me to hold off because they've had the chance to check their emotional temp and given permission. And any offense at that point, we both have to own some of that. We both have to kind of go, okay, we both stepped into that space together. And we said, hey, can we step into this space of candor instead of honesty? Can I be candid with you? It's just an opinion. It doesn't make it truth. It doesn't make it honest or dishonest. It's just candor. Okay, so we've covered how to invest in others using four Ps. We've equipped ourselves with three things we can do to turn bad relationships around, but there will be times when you have to close off the account. Too often we jump to this step too soon. And I just want to say that there are times when we should. You know, like when a coworker votes differently than we do, or when a spouse doesn't take out the trash, or do that one thing you ask them to do, or anytime anyone offends you by not wearing a mask or wearing a mask or whatever. You know, like I said, we're, we're recording this in 2021. But anytime anyone does anything differently than we would, we should close off the account. Just cut them off. No, of course not. But some of us have shut off people because of things like this. I know I have. But here are four questions you can ask yourself before closing someone off for good. First, is investing in this person actively causing financial physical, or relational harm to myself or others? Have I openly spoken to them about the harm I'm perceiving in the relationship and been unable to agree on a solution? Remember, be curious, be open, ask for permission to share. Did they break any agreement that we made after that conversation, knowing that they were, but they did it anyway? And lastly, does this relationship, is this relationship beyond any potential to be repaired at any point? now, soon, or in the future. And if you can say yes to all these, then your next step might be to close off that relationship. Just close down the account. And just like in financial investing, the best thing you can do is to articulate it to someone. I have to go tell my broker when I want to pull funds out of a bad account. Maybe it's a friend or a spouse, or maybe you just need to tell the person directly, hey, I've been hurt by your actions. I shared that with you. We both agreed to make a change, but you know, until you're willing to hold up your end, I cannot continue to invest in you. That's it. Hey, look, at least you cut out a relational vampire out of your life. And at most, you help someone wake up to the effect that they're having on you and probably having on other people in their life. And as hard as that is, I just want to say, if you took all those steps. Way to go. Go you. You just did something incredibly difficult that most people would rather jump off a cliff than having to wade into that kind of conflict. And you use simple steps and you just repeated the process in doing that. So when we talk about investing in important relationships, when we talk about growing a kind economy around us, I hope you take the time to pause, to be curious and wonder about other people, and then probe and ask questions. Find out what other people think. Find out about them. Be curious. And lastly, take action. Proceed. Go forward. And I hope as you do that, you see that the culture around you starts to grow, that people 
open up and share their lives with you, regardless of differences, regardless of everything that can happen around us, that we actually see and know each other, even in our differences. And because of that, I think we can help the world become a better place. Hey, this has been Justin J. Girdler, an episode of the Mankind Podcast. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode and other episodes, and you want to continue to see new episodes come out, one of the best things you can do is by hitting subscribe. That means a lot to me personally, but it also helps spread the goodness across the internet. It gets future guests on the show, and it just increases the awareness people have around emotional intelligence, empathy, and kindness, specifically as it relates to helping men. So, Again, my name is Justin J. Girdler, and this has been an episode of the Mankind Podcast.